Blog Talk Radio. Actually, um, did another one of the 
song that the Jacksons are known for, and it was a cover for them. So we learned a lot of information, and Q-Man had one of those aha moments. You know, his mouth just drops open, and like he says, boom, you've done it again. So it was a really, really great show. We had a lot of listeners, and, you know, big shout-out to all of our listeners who hang with us through times like right now with the technical difficulties or we were unable to get to you like last week. You know, we just have a lot of things going on. So we had a great show tonight on the Neil Soul Show. As long as all of our technology allows us, Mike Boone will be calling in and we will be spotlighting um, the pin behind a lot of the Motown hits at the time, Mr. Smokey Robinson, which is a, a favorite of mine, and I'm pretty sure Q likes Smokey, and I'm doing my best right now to get Q to you guys, having a lot of issues with the microphone right now. But, yes, we're going to be spotlighting Smokey Robinson on tonight's show. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll be playing some music from Smokey, as we always do, once Mr. Boone joins the line. Now, Christmas coming up. Just wondering what everyone is getting their loved ones for the holidays. I myself uh, was told that I would either buy something shiny or get a gift card. So I've been out looking for shiny gift cards to no avail. So I was going to speak with Q about that to see what I should probably get for my significant other and also see if he knows of any deals that he can make me aware of so that I can, um, as my good friend the Mighty Ox would put it, ball on a budget. Shout out to the Mighty Ox and Sister Sweet, who I know are listening tonight. wonder what you guys have planned for Christmas. I was waiting for the show so I could let the Q-Man know that uh, the Mitchells are throwing a Christmas party. First one in a few years at said at our residence. So um should be nice. Give you a chance for us to show off to the neighborhood and show them that, you know, there's no recession and black people are back to making money. So looking forward to that. I definitely wanted to see what Q had in store for Christmas since I'm pretty sure we will be on hiatus next week so that we can celebrate the holidays with our loved ones and, you know, most artists will also be home celebrating. So we're going to have a brand new schedule for 2014 to bring to everybody the first Wednesday of the new year, which will be January 1st. And we will definitely be here because Q does not drink. Um, He does not sip the fruit of the devil's nectar, so he will definitely not be drunk. He will be all ready to go, and I myself am no longer a heavy drinker either. So everything should be good, and we will be here on the 1st of January, and hopefully we'll have someone from XTL to be live with us also because it's been a minute since we've had one of our, you know, partners and fellow staff members at XTL come on to the show and, and speak with us and, you know, tell us what's going on with the website, you know, what's going on with the interviews that that they've been recording and they've been promoting and the CD reviews and things, if there's going to be another website relaunch. So, you know, if you guys get a chance, head on over to xdl.com and see what new things they have going on 
over there. It's not just Blog Talk Radio and the Neo Soul Show, the Q-Man and myself. It's a very, very great website over there. So, again, tonight's special classical artist we are spotlighting tonight is Smokey Robinson. I think I finally got the Q-Man on air. Q, you there? Am I? Yes, you are. Oh. Took a second, didn't it? Yes. You know, sometimes you gotta you, you gotta unplug stuff and and reopen stuff, and it it's just a lot. Well, you got it done, man. You all right? I'm I'm doing good now. I'm not sweating anymore, and my temperature is beginning to go back down. Because you know it's it's nerve wracking in here to to try to you know get stuff. You try to get stuff done and be on air. I tell people all the time whenever they ask me, you know, like, why don't you talk more and all that? I say, because cue the host. And I tell people all the time, like, because you're sitting there listening, you have no idea what it's like to have to be the lead voice and to carry and you see somebody answering you and then there's no one there answering you. I completely understand that. I don't think I'll be taking any more breaks on you anymore. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I, I'm, I'm glad you appreciate it. What's going on with you, man? I know you said you had to sit there and listen to me ramble, and I know there were some things you wanted to jump in on. Hey, you held it down, man. That's what you do. You know, but, I, um, I do what I can. Hey, man, that's all you can do. Did, did you hear about Short Hills Mall? What, the shooting at Short Hills? Yeah. Listen, there's so, there's so many shootings going on, I, absolutely, I actually missed that one. So you may have to tell me what happened up there. Um, well, a couple of ninjas rolled up in the parking deck. Wait, 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 wait. Stop right there. Did you say ninjas? I did. But, Are you, you know, I didn't, no, I didn't want to say the actual N-word on air. Oh, you meant that? Okay, those ninjas. Okay. Yeah, a couple of ninjas rolled up on a, on a gentleman, young gentleman and his wife, killed him, her out of the vehicle and stole their Range Rover and drove it down to the hood. And what did they do with it once they got it to the hood? Just parked it in the backyard. Wow. And that's how it ended up? Were we able to catch these seven Not ninjas? yet. Not yet, but you know they're going to. I, I definitely believe it. Why don't they wait till the holiday season to do this? I don't know, man. Crazy world we live in. That it is, man. How's your, how's your how's your couple of weeks been? I haven't heard from you in a while, man. Everything good? Oh, been fantastic, man. Let me tell you, I need to I need to um I need to get something off my chest. I need to confess. Uh oh. You know that that animal that you used to live with. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, I had a run in with him this morning, and. Um, if anyone saw what I did, they would call Peter. <laughs> what happened, man? He got to barking and getting on my nerve, and, you know, one thing led to another, and now he had a black eye. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if that's nice, but I figured I'd tell you because you're probably the only person I know that wouldn't make me feel bad about it. That's fantastic. Now, why did you want to tell me the Mitchells are having a Christmas party? Because I love telling you things about um, events I know you won't go to. 
Because I, I, I want your reaction. Yeah, tell everyone so they can get it too. All of you that don't know, I used to be married to aunt, who I can say that I am no longer married to. So he likes to tease me with the events and all because, you know, we've both moved on and he is now dating a much short gentleman with a haircut from the 80s and a pot belly. But that's neither here nor there. You're right. That is neither here nor there. It's funny, but neither here nor there. But I do, I do like bringing it up, people, because it, it makes him so uncomfortable to have to talk about it, and that's what I like. I enjoy the discomfort of, like, in his face or it's like when I say something like, you know, especially when it's an event that he used to come to. Yeah. And then he'll look, he'll look at me like, why are you telling me about this? <laughs> and, I, and I just love it. So that's why I wanted to tell you that. Um, and actually, I think the last time we had one, you were at it. So that was another reason why. So like, just so people can see how long it's been since we had a Christmas party. You keep it up. I'm afraid to do it. Listen, man. I feel bad about what I did. That's all I'm <laughs> I do. I feel real bad. But outside of that, so Christmas, man, what's 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 going on for Christmas? You got any deals? Anything? Anything that's that's going on that I, I need to know about? You can be let our listeners know about. You got failing Groupon. Groupon is giving things away right now, bro. Groupon. Yes. I would have yeah. never thought. I would have never thought to, to check out Groupon. Like, no lie. Never would have thought about it. Groupon is given. So how, did you, how did you figure that out? Like, were you on Groupon looking for Christmas deals, or was that just something that just... That you, you know I know. Just came off? You know. I do know. That's why I wanted to ask you. Man, if you've got a significant other... All types of great stuff on there. Wow, Groupon. Like, I'm, I actually have my phone up now, and I'm, I'm looking on great. Groupon. Great. Great. So you already finished all your Christmas shopping? Yeah, well, I can only buy why, why is that all you get? Because my grandfather is the only Christian I would buy something for. Not even your mom? Mom's a Muslim. I, did, I didn't want to assume. I didn't want to say something like, oh, yeah, your mom don't celebrate Christmas. I didn't want to assume. Okay. Yeah, I understand. So you only have to get the one gift. That must be nice because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm working overtime on my day job just to make up for the gifts that still haven't been bought yet. <laughs> yeah, you got it's, it's, right it's ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And it just seems like everybody keeps having a baby. You know, shout out to my own girl, Tylee's. You know, I got to get my godson. Like, it's sad that my godson was the last person that I thought about. Like, I thought Christmas shopping was over and then was like, oh, wait, there is this one-year-old that you forgot about. You know how that conversation goes, like, 
you gotta call the mom. Like, so what do I get him for Christmas? Like, I, cause he can't tell you what he wants. So she's like, um, just get him the next stage of learning stuff. That really narrowed it. That, that really narrowed it down. Thanks. It doesn't pay to be a nice guy, you know. No, I'm, I'm nice saying that. I'm, it actually everyone costs to be a nice guy. Yeah, everyone wants you to be the godfather. You're a nice guy. So I've got like, I'm like dead beat godfather. I have like ten godfathers. That's ridiculous. Like, cause you know that, that's a big responsibility. You know, being a godparent. So I, 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 I like the fact that I was actually being a godparent. But then. Um, it's whenever holidays come around that I'm like, wait a minute. Maybe I should have rethought this whole Godparent thing. Yeah, here. I'm glad you kind of checked out what God did. Yeah, um, I wouldn't do the child support thing. I, I was on, I was on my coworkers at work, like, you, you have people with me, we together. Uh, like, there's, there's never going to be any child support or visitation and none of that. We're just going to be together. If we have to build two separate wings in our residence, like, so we're not near each other, that's fine. But there will be no child support. <laughs> we're going to be together. So, that's Christmas. Everything's how you feel about tonight's, tonight's artist that we spotlight. You know, so this bone calls in. Oh, he's a man, bro. Are you kidding? You know, I, I this is another one where I know of the artist, and of course I know like the the songs we're gonna play. But I'd be lying if I said that like a lot of the stuff that Boone's gonna talk about tonight, I'm not gonna know. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. I know Smokey, I know Smokey Robinson. You know, from from other movies and things like that, and then the music I know Smokey from like the mid '80s, like after the Jacksons left, and then when the writers left Motown, and it was like, uh oh, Motown's having this issue. We gotta start cranking hits out. That's Smokey stuff that I know. Mm-hmm. So you know, so this is gonna be a really really good show. As always, a learning experience for me, so I can. I can get that that formal education and go along with my informal education on Smokey Robinson. Yeah, that tonight. Who's playing tonight? Is that really what you just asked me? No, no. Who won the game tonight? Which game? Indiana, Miami. I don't know, but I will check for you. Now, and now that's what that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna check and see who won the Indiana, Miami game. What I need you to do. Ladies and gentlemen, since it is the third Wednesday of the month, and the last time that you were going to speak with the Q-Man and T-Mitch in 2013, I want you all to, you know, get comfortable, relax, because tonight we are going to bring you, like I said, the guy that I call the 10 behind Motown, or at least one of them. We are going to spotlight Smokey Robinson. So while I take a look and see who won this basketball game between Indiana and Miami, I give you the Q-Man and the Chancellor of Soul, Mike Bone. Booty! Gentlemen, how you doing this season? You know we good, Boney. How you doing? All right. How's it going? How's it going? Hey, we hanging in there, man. Bearing through this weather, man. Yeah, absolutely. You're weathering the weather, huh? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> This, this 
Yeah. Driver. Q-Man stumbling over his words. He's trying to figure out how to how to appropriately throw that transition statement in so we could, we could talk about Smokey tonight. Mm. Mm. Because <laughs> he, wow. he was trying to get there. He, he knew what he wanted to say. He knew what he wanted to say. He was just having a, a pioneer. There it was. That was the transition word he was looking for. I see. He was a trailblazer for, for everything. But you... Yes, I'm going to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Smokey definitely, you know, was a trailblazer and started, you know, one of the greatest corporations of all time, one of the greatest musical corporations of all time, you know, uh, with along with it. Well, I can't say along with it, but the founder is Barry Gordy Jr. But uh, if it wasn't for Smokey's input, there would be really no Motown, you know, the idea of Motown, you know. And I also, I also call Motown the house that Jackie Wilson built because, you know, Barry started out as a songwriter at Brunswick Records, you know, at, you know for Jackie Wilson. So, you know, um, with all of that, you know, that was his beginning, you know, his... his um, his genesis into the music business. So that, you know, transports over, you know, through his experience in owning and founding a record company, such as Motown, you know. So, of course, Smokey and the Miracles were discovered auditioning for Nat Tanapole, you know, who was Jackie Wilson's manager. And then they went and was turned down because... Nat Tanapole said, hey, we already got a set of platters, you know, you guys can, you know, sound somewhere like the platters, maybe you have a chance, but we can't use you here. So, of course, they felt rejected, and Barry Gordy was in the corner, and he heard this, and they all walked out one by one, and Barry had caught up with Smokey, and said, hey, man, I like what you have, you know, I like you guys, you know. And Smokey, of course, was like, yeah, you know, thank you. You know, he was he was very uh, downhearted because of the, you know, of uh, Matt Tanapos, you know, turning them, them down, excuse me, turning them down. So, um, of course, Barry and Smokey got together, and uh, he didn't know who Barry was, you know, when in the introduction was. He said, well, well, who are you? He said, well, I'm Barry Gordy. He said, well, Barry Gordy. The guy that writes for Jackie Wilson, because, you know, he read the labels on the um, singles. So he said, yeah, that's me. And then he, you know, he kind of perked up a little bit. So they got together and huddled in the corner in the music room. And he said, well, man, I got a Big Ten notebook where I got about 100 songs. So Barry went through them and critiqued them. And, you know, not kind of harshly, but he just, you know, told them, hey, you you got your phrases here, you got your content here, but it's all mixed up. You got to have a beginning, middle, and end when you write a song. So anyway, they went through that, and Barry was very impressed that Smokey was, you know, really intensified. He he really you know you know he he thrilled for the critique for the for the critique uh, excuse my you know tongue tied tonight here, and uh, the rest is history. You know those guys got together and. Barry recorded some records and stuff. Um, 
for in different labels. And Smokey wrote some stuff. You know, he wrote The Miracles' first hit, got a job, which was an answer to get a job by the Silhouettes. And that was on the end label here in New York, <clears throat> which uh, housed Lil' Anthony and the Imperials, the Flamingos, and on and on. And that was a hit. But the thing about it was is that they started recording. They didn't sound, they didn't, they didn't found Motown yet. But the thing about it, all of this, you know, these these recordings, he was recording Marv Johnson. There was another artist that's Barry wrote for, but they weren't getting paid. So with the last cut by Marv Johnson come to me, Barry got a, a check for one dollar and nineteen cents. Wow. So <laughs> Barry said hung that he, he framed that he said we're never ever going to go through this again so that's when Smokey chimed in and said well man you might as well might get your own label you know and start recording you know your own artists and the rest is history and they were the first uh, to be signed in, in Motown well actually Barry started the Tamlin label which was uh, basically named after he wanted to originally call it Tammy because Debbie Reynolds, the actress, had movies called, you know, Tammy. Tammy and the Bachelor, Tammy, and it was, that was his favorite actress. But, of course, it was, it was trademarked. The name was trademarked, so he just broke it down and called it Tamala. And the Miracles were the first artists to be signed on there. And, you know, of course, um, there was Smokey, Bobby Rogers, Pete Moore, you know, and Claudette Robinson, who was the first lady of Motown. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ronnie White. So, there it is. That's how they got started. See, you know, that's what I mean. That's 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 the part of Smokey's career I, I I didn't know about. Yeah. That this all you know started with. Actually, started with a turn down. So a, fa- a failed interview brought us. One of the most, you know, well-known labels in in music. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, Q. So, yeah. so what you what you what you got for us, Q? Well, Q and Mike, you both, Mike, you know, you both agree that Smokey's a pioneer mm-hmm. in, in 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 music. So, Q first. We 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 know Mike knows. What 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 what, what thing made Smokey a pioneer? You said what made him a pioneer? Yes, sir. Educate me, man. Well, the fact that my mother told me he was a pioneer, and I don't ever dispute anything she tells me. <laughs> and okay. she knew all of his songs, and she ain't like that with everybody, so I knew she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> okay. That's, that's that's one good way, because Mama told you so. Okay. Let's throw that back to Mike, that so we, we can get something other than what Mama said. <laughs> well, first of all, what makes Smokey a pioneer is the fact that, well, what I said a minute ago, was the fact that he inspired Barry, you know, uh, when he said he should get his own label. And at that time, you know, uh, there was only one person that owned his own label was Bobby Robinson here in New York, in Harlem. He owned, like, a slew of labels. You know, he was like a record mongrel. And uh, he was the one that really owned, you know, um, first black artist, I mean, in fact, first black man to really own a record label. And then, of course, that inspired Barry three years later, four years later, three, four years later, to groundbreak Motown. You know, and uh, Motown was very, it was a very different label because 
they, Barry had said we're going to tell stories. We're not going to make black music, but we're going to, you know, feature, tell stories about right. love, life, everything. And at that time, a lot of blues was being played. You know, that was what black people were into in those days, blues, jazz, and the type of music that they, Motown was doing was happy music. That was unheard of in those days, you know. Uh, all the instrumentations, the writings, the arrangements were happy, feel-good music. You know, it wasn't about your arm being chopped off, but this was about being in love and dancing and and having a good time and feeling good and telling the story at the same time. So now we got a new the music. The, 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 well, it's it's R&B, but it's R&B pop. Combined, that's what makes it historical because it had crossed over so big mm-hmm. beyond their wildest dreams. They had no idea that they were making history in the making. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had touched every genre, every race across the globe, and you know, it inspired so many people. This, you know. Uh, Label, this groundbreaking label. And Smokey's music was about love. And what Smokey wrote, you know, the formula was love. Love is everlasting, he said in the interview. And I totally agree, you know. And um, that's what he, you know, wrote about was love. Being in love, heartbreak, the truth about love. And this is what I love about Smokey. You know, and, and all of my heroes as for songwriting. So that's what makes him a pioneer, the fact that it's an ongoing situation, even to this day. Motown music is played everywhere you could imagine. There's a, there is a play out there on Motown that's on Broadway right this minute. So that's what makes it, you know, pioneer. Smokey helped pioneer one of the greatest labels of all time. His music, his concept, everything. Great play, by the way. I, I, I did have the opportunity to uh, see the Motown play when, when it first opened on Broadway. Absolutely mm. great, great music. I told, I told Q, man, that I had to miss a show. Yeah. I, was, you know, I, I, I needed to go see that. I kind of felt like we're doing a, a soul show. I feel like I have to have that that be grounded in that and know motel start and, and it's finished if I'm really going to sit here and talk about this so mm-hmm. got, a sec- got a second mic on that absolutely great musical yeah and it was nominated from, from Tony's too so I mean you know uh-huh. it came you know on Broadway and already it got nominated so quickly this year so I mean that's just the soul of Motown the soul of Smokey and his input. And of course, you know, nobody becomes vice president of Motown, you know, uh, quickly as, as Smokey did. You know, mm-hmm. Smokey became vice president in 64. You know, and uh, he was shocked that he became vice president, you know. <laughs> but he put so much input and emphasis in, in the label. And Barry said, hey, you know, and then they were best friends as well, too. They were, they, they, to this day, they're best friends. So, um, Smokey was a man for it. Mm-hmm. He was a man for it, you know, and rightfully deserved I never hear anybody say anything bad about this guy, ever. Uh, Smokey? Yeah. Well, Smokey had his ups and downs. Now, I mean, on the humanistic side, 
Uh, it's kind of a sad side to bring up during the 80s. You know, he was on crack cocaine. Was he? Long, long, yeah, for quite a while. And uh, where it nearly, you know, destroyed his life, you know. Uh, Motown had a thing about keeping the artists protected from the press. We didn't have a pop book, paparazzi back then, you know, where they follow you everywhere like they do nowadays, where you can't even breathe. Yeah. You know, you can't even walk down the street. You can't even walk your dog or anything, you know, without the paparazzi following you. In those days, 40-some years ago, there was no paparazzi. There was people that took pictures at events, but there were no paparazzi. So as far as press uh, releases, Motown was very good for protecting the artists. In, the, in press releases, and Smokey went through quite a, quite a bit of hell in the 80s, you know, and um, and of course, infidelity. While he was married to Claudette, one of the members of the Miracles, he had a child on the side, he fathered a child, illegitimate child, and um, through a dancer, Soul Train dancer, actually. So, yeah, you know, so, yeah, Smokey had his ups and downs. But who saved him was Leon Isaac Kennedy. I don't know if you heard of him. Um, he was married to Jane Kennedy. Who was the, uh, I know you're not talking about Too Sweet. Too Sweet. That's right, Penitentiary. <laughs> that's what saved him. Him and Leon were best friends. And um, Smokey was going through his drug phase, man. I mean, it, it was really bad until Leon also got saved. You know, and was in his church, and he brought Smokey along and prayed with him, and that's what changed Smokey's life. And to this day, they're 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 the best of friends. And Too Smokey sweet, saved, and Smokey Robinson. That's what he said. Too sweet, Smokey Robinson. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's that's wow. <laughs> there you go, there you go again There that moment, like I said in the beginning of the show That moment where Q just drops his mouth It's like, oh my god He gets me every time man. So while you were Stuck in that moment and we want to let everybody else Marinate on that, because I know that was a lot of Information that a lot of people probably were Not aware of We're going to jump into a couple of songs We're going to start with uh, Smokey Robinson And the Miracles And we're going to play um, Shop Around the tracks of my tears and tears of a clown. It's the Neil Slow Show. We'll be right back. When I became of age, my mother called me to her side. She said, son, you're growing up now. Pretty soon you'll take a bride. And then she said, just because you become a young man now.
we're back. Again, I will shop around the tracks of my tears and tears of a clown. Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Good stuff. <laughs> my first time uh, hearing a lot of those um, songs, uh, regretfully, was watching the musical. Like, at least hearing them and knowing, you know, who was um, responsible for the songs. I heard the songs before, but sitting on Broadway, that, that piece a lot of that stuff together for me. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, three, of the, well, three of those songs, legendary. Smokey got so many, you know, so many hits with the Miracles and, of course, the solo uh, recordings as well. Um, Shop Around was um, Motown's first million seller. And um, actually, there's another recording of Shop Around that was released first. It was a slower version of that song than it already released. And Barry heard it on the radio. And he didn't like it because it, it was too slow. And he wanted to up, you know, bring the tempo up a little bit. So... He's at home, and he calls Smokey 3 o'clock in the morning. And he says, hey, man, what are you doing? And Smokey said, man, I'm asleep. What else would I be doing? So uh, he said, listen, gather up the guys in Claudette, and I want you to meet me at the studio. He said, for what? He said, I want to record Shop Around over. He said, why? He said, because the tempo is too slow. I'm telling you, if we do it over, we got a number one hit. So Smokey called everybody up and, you know, they said the same thing to him as he did to Barry. And they all got down to the studio and uh, did quite a few takes on it. The piano player didn't show up, so Barry is playing piano on that particular one. And um, so that's the, you know, the rest is history. It became Motown's first million seller and first number one hit. And as far as... um, well, Tears of a Clown is interesting, too, because Stevie Wonder has a co-write in that song, too. Actually, it was Stevie's music and uh, input in that song because he had the music but didn't have the lyrics. So he saw Smokey at a Motown Christmas party in 66, 1966, and he said, Smokey, I got this tape, I got this, tape this music going in, but I can't come up with any lyrics. Take it home and see if you can come up with some things. So when Smokey took the tape home, he said he heard like a circus, you know, input in the song. So he's, he's, he's going through all these emotions. What do I write about? A lion tamer? You know, things to do with a circus. Uh-huh. You know, like a lion tamer, lions, elephants, uh, clowns. He said, wait a minute, clown? So he thought about this particular clown, Pagliacci. He was one of the most famous clowns in the late 1800s. And he said... What he thought about Pagliacci, that's not the first time he used Pagliacci. He used Pagliacci in a song he wrote for Carolyn Crawford called My Frown is Just Smile Upside Down. And um, actually, Karen, Carolyn Crawford is the girl that's singing on Bohannon's uh, hit Let's Start the Dance. I just want to throw that input in, too. Um, about 78. But anyway, when he wrote Tears of a Clown, it was dedicated to Pagliacci. He said, here's a man that made millions of kids happy, but he goes in the back and he has no one to love for himself. You know, so he's always sad inside. 
So he decided, you know, to write about basically what Pagliacci was going through emotionally. And that's how Tears of the Crown was born. And then uh, how it became a hit was through England. There was a UK label, Tamla Motown, in, in, in the UK. It was a young lady named Karen Spearberry who was like an associate that worked at it in the office. So the top man at, in that, that, that ran that label threw the album across the table and said, pick a hit. Now, the album was called Make It Last. And it featured more love, and, and uh, the love I saw in you was just a mirage. So she goes through it and listens to it. She said, "Wait a minute, it's the last track on that cut on the album. That's really that that is a big hit." And he said, "Which one?" He said, "Tears of the Clown." So okay, it hit number one in England. So they called the United States. They called Barry. Said, "Hey man, y'all sleeping on a hit?" And Barry said, "What hit is that?" Tears of the Clown is the last track on Make It. You know, happen LP. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, they released it over here, and this is during the time when Smokey's getting ready to quit the Miracles because he was tired. You know, he was fried out, burnt out. You know, traveling. He's been doing this since they were kids, and him and Claudette was trying to start a family, and she kept having these miscarriages. So you know, finally, he had a son. You know, he finally had a son. His son Barry was born. And at the time, his daughter, Tamala, was born. She was named after the label, of course. So they released Tears of a Clown and becomes number one. So Smokey said, he had something else in mind, and he said, I don't care. Barry said, I don't care. We're releasing clear Tears of a Clown. I don't care what you say. Song becomes number one. Smokey rejoins the Miracles. And the rest is history. He continues, you know, his business with the Miracles until 1972. And he's kind of still doing it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, he's still he's still doing his business. Well, you know, he's like semi-doing it now. You know, because Smokey is set for life. The man has written over 5,000 songs. So, <laughs> you know, and they keep using his songs in commercials, movie trailers. It's everywhere. And yeah. so he can sit back and, you know, and do absolutely nothing if he wants to. But it, performing is in his blood. So, And now the man is getting accolades, you know, left and right. He's getting accolades left and right. Deservingly accolades. Five hundred songs. Wow. Yeah, he, he, he's got, he's written stuff for Mary Wells, you know. Uh, matter of fact, he wrote a song for Mary Wells called You Beat Me to the Punch which was Motown's first Grammy nomination in 1962. So, he, you know, he, he's written for The Temptations, Mary Wells. Oh, man, I mean, Supremes, you name it. You know, he's, he's written for everybody. Marvin Gaye, you know, uh, the list is endless. It's endless. Q, you, so, got, you, got, you got another question? Anything you want to get in before I get people some some classic smoking? Oh no, I'm 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 listening. <laughs> so you in fan mode today? Yeah, this is good stuff, right? All right, well let's uh play a couple of songs from from Smokey during uh I guess you could say the solo career. We'll be right back to the Neil Soul Show. 
and it took eight years for him to release that. And I gotta and I gotta give you gotta give it up to his late guitarist Marv Coppin. He came up with the riffs uh, for "Tracks of My Tears," "Cruising." Uh, so many of Smokey's songs were inspired by this man, who we lost, you know, uh, last year. And I gotta give kudos to um, Bobby Rogers, who we lost this year in the miracles. You know, and um, got to meet these two men, Smokey and, and uh, Bobby. And one day, one of the nicest people you ever want to meet. And Smokey, you know, he's a beautiful person. And you can feel his vibration when he hugs you. You know, very yeah. nice man. Wow. I love it. Love it. Hi, Q. Come on, give us, give us, give us some, man. I'm so not used to your, your normal levels. Of excitement. It's been a minute since you know we spotlighted somebody and you were like you knew of them and you were just like really just in wow moment the entire show. Well, you know what it is. I didn't know Smokey Robinson that well. Mm-hmm. Hearing all of that stuff was fantastic. I, I didn't know him that well. Like I know you, but I didn't know the man. But, so that's why I've been. Get all in. So now you can go talk to your mom and, and, and say, Mom, I understand now why Smokey was a pioneer. Yes, I can understand why you were skipping around in the 70s when I was. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we, Mike we, we, we got anything else? Any, anything left you want to leave us with, with Smokey Robinson? Well, he's getting world deserved accolades now for his, you know, work. And uh, his input in music, and t- he's touched so many people, like myself. You know, I consider him uh, my musical idol. You know, as for songwriting, next to Curtis Mayfield and Steve Irwin, who's my top three. Um, Smokey is getting the accolades he deserves now. He, you know, is a groundbreaker, pioneer, trendsetter. He's everything, and. Um, what could you say about this man that, you know, wrote lyrics to keep us in love and has made so many children <laughs> around the world, you know, so, uh, you know, as, as you said a minute ago, your mother was skipping around and so forth, so Smokey had that kind of uh, input to do that. So the only thing I can say about him is that he's getting well-deserved accolades, you know, and uh, God bless him. You know, and I it was privileged to meet him twice. And, oh. and what can I say about him? You know, you know, one of the greatest. He's, he, as Bob Dylan said in 1965, he's America's greatest living poet. And I agree 100. Uh, that's deep. And, and the way you explained, what, you know, telling us about how he came up with the concept of Tears of a Clown, it, like, I kind of want to, you know, spend a free day and just sit down and, and do my own little research some more and check out some of the lyrics, see if there's any other little stories behind those, um, those, those classic songs that were written. Yes. Yes, it's, wor- it's worthwhile. I mean, he was great in writing metaphors that captured you. You know, it captured your heart, your soul, everything. To this day, you know, a lot of the songs he's written and composed, I still get goosebumps. And uh-huh. it, it, it's just terrific. It makes you feel good. It's, it's really, like you said, he emphasized on love. 
And that's what we need more in the world nowadays is love. So, you know, hey, Smokey's the man. There you have it. One last question, Q. Can I get one, one last question in? Go for it. Okay. Mike, so yeah. the last Wednesday Rewind of 2013, because, you know, we are all going to be off for Christmas, spending time with our families and everything. I just want, you know, just your feeling on, on the whole experience doing the Wednesday Rewind and, you know, what, what you get out of providing these stories and this information to, to, to the generations that either know and want to remember or those that don't know. Well, the Wednesday Rewind has been quite an experience for me. I love it. I love telling these stories, you know, and um, of the artists that we need to um, honor more, you know, and their contribution towards music and what they brought to the world. The Wednesday Reround is a very, very important show that you guys host, and it's a great thing for Internet Radio because more people need to be educated on the pioneers who helped create this music. Because if it wasn't for these people, there would be no Beyonce, there would be no Rihanna, there would be no uh, any of the artists that are out here today. You know, Erykah Badu or any of them owe their careers to these pioneers. And the Wednesday Rewound, Wednesday Rewound reaches out to listeners and to help propel their, you know, their minds and to educate them. And appreciate when they hear this music on the radio, they hear it in movie trailers and so forth, at least they have an idea of who these artists and what they represent and their contributions, you know, to the world of music that they hear every day. So it was a privilege to be on the show and quite an experience. And I appreciate you guys, you know, letting me be a part of this. Awesome. Yeah. Thank Looking you. forward to another year. Yeah, we made it. All right, Q, this is where you close us out. Remember, this is the last one for 2013. Yeah, don't remind me. I'm getting But anyway, for Boonie, T. Mitch, and myself, have a great year. Um, we'll be back next year. We'll try to do better. Um, xtdl.com make sure you check them out big changes are coming for the new year other than that enjoy yourself and we'll see you soon alright have a good night God bless everybody Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you two and the listeners thanks brother same to you boy <laughs>